0: Where did the sun go? I really don't know. Two weeks in Montenegro and hiding from the sun. And as you know, if you're following the podcast, um, we had to come back to Luka, And then it starts to rain. And I'm thinking, why is it raining? And then it, st- it dawns on me that there could be some Brits in town um, because it's the 2015 um, European Championships rafting Championships again uh, being hosted for a second time, I believe, here in Karanovac, just south of Banja Luka. Um, so I, I braved the wet, drove down from the village today, and whilst looking around and getting thank you very much to the club my um, press accreditation, I see this union flag on somebody's t shirt, and the accent is so amazingly I don't know, warming. Ka, long story short bumped into Steve. Steve uh, is going to tell us a little bit about himself. He's not a boring Brit. He does a lot of exciting things in his life, but he's here because his son is part of one of the rafting teams. So first of all, Steve, um, you're you're not uh, a newbie as far as the Balkans is concerned.
1: No, not at all. I'm fortunate enough to travel around the Sarajevo area and Luknovich area about three or four years ago, uh, doing a survey for Ramblers Worldwide Holidays to look at bringing English people out here on uh, trekking holidays. That's amazing, Um, because I've always thought that
0: Brits don't really want to come to the Balkans, but you've actually come before to to find places where they they might
1: want to come. Ramblers Worldwide Holidays is, is a company that's 60 years old, or a little bit older than 60 years old, and Ramblers motto is explore the world on foot it's better on foot they already go to montenegro they go to slovenia but they didn't have a holiday in bosnia so i was sent over so to survey the country look at hotels look at the food find out whether it's possible to have a week's walking holiday in a country such as bosnia the problem i found it was six or seven years ago when i came Walking off the beaten track was not advisable because a load of landmines were everywhere still. So I had to hire a local guide and that local guide was working for a company called Greenlink and they were based in Sarajevo and he took me on numerous walks during my period there for a week. Which I then put the holiday together and it went in a Ramblers brochure. Uh, I have no idea what they sold many holidays to Bosnia, but I know the the hotels and the walks were good enough for Ramblers, but I don't know whether people were put off by the fact that the unexploded landmines everywhere. Yeah, that's always a
0: thing when people talk about Bosnia. When guests come to visit me, it's do I need a helmet, do I need body armor or other landmines? Yeah, there are, but that, that, that issue has is been cleared up. Um, But today you're here because your son is about to arrive, maybe in an hour or an hour and a half's time, after doing a 14, I think it's 14 kilometre, that's got to be an endurance raft from Krupa Na Vabasu. So Steve, first thing, you've been talking to me before before we recorded this, and you are so passionate uh, about rafting, so how
1: did you get involved in this? I started kayaking and climbing at the age of 16 when at school. I've been I'm a veteran of I'm 60 years old. I've been on many many climbing expeditions as a leader of expeditions and major expeditions around the world. I've rafted in all the major areas as a climber. It's hard work climbing, and after climbing, we sometimes use the white water rafting to relax. For instance, in Peru, we have climbed Huascaran, the highest mountain in Peru, and to relax, we then raft the Urubamba River for two days. Same as in Nepal, there's so many rafting rivers in Nepal, you come off the highest mountains in the world, it's nice to relax. And I've got into rafting on a recreational side. My son left the university and he was looking for a job. And I got him a job at the Lee Valley Whitewater Centre in England, which hosted the the Olympic Games. From then, Charlie has gone on from kayaking to rafting. He then became a member of the British rafting team because they were based there. Now this year, he's captain of the British first team. And they're out here competing in the European Championships. So really, I've got involved in competitive rafting because my son Charlie... Uh, has been involved and I've come along to support, to support GB and the team. We were
0: discussing the fact that Charlie was most probably going to go off to Indonesia and there's a competition in in China and I I flippantly said, "Oh, what a great job to
1: have. But the thing is, it's not his full-time job, is it? No, not at all. Charlie works for a company in Hartford, which looks after supplying major petrochemical companies with valves. He did a three-year course at Norwich University, got a degree, traveled for a year with his girlfriend, came back and got a serious job. Now he's got this position in the the UK team. Every penny has to be found by himself. His flights, his hotel, his food, his accommodation. There's no sponsorship involved at all, and no money comes in from any major government body for it. It's, it's, a, it's a non-Olympic sport, so therefore there's no funding. And it's the same for the girls, it's the same for the youth teams. It's, it's just a pity that it's not an Olympic event, because therefore it would become in the forefront of the British sports and get, get money coming in. But
0: today, um, we're going to see Britain being represented by veteran um, uh, rafters by mail by the women's team. Uh, so far, the women have actually taken, I believe, a silver and a bronze, or a silver, silver and a and gold. A gold. Um, and, and that has got to be something that is really important. You know, you, when you talk about flying the flag,
1: um, it, it seems scandalous that they're not getting any money for doing it. Well, it's afraid there's one of one of the. It's not the only minor sport in the, in the country. There's lots of minor sports that need self-funding. I have a very good friend of mine. She's a cross-country runner. and She runs for Great Britain. She runs against Romania. <laughs> she has to buy her own trainers, she has to buy her own shorts, she has to buy her own airfare to get to Romania to run for Team GB in a national cross-country. Even though it's part of British athletics, cross-country was not one of the races that got sponsors like the hundred meters we all see or the mile. Those records are breakable and exciting, cross-country is not. And Sharon Morris is her name from Welling Garden City, she had to pay everything for herself. So it's a minor sport and unfortunately they're not funded.
0: You are saying that they do manage to get things like jackets, t-shirts, buoyancy aids. I
1: suppose that their paddles and rafts are also provided. Absolutely. Um, any any company that's worth its um, worth its weight in gold to them in the fact is that they can supply the equipment. Peak UK, they've supplied all the buoyancy aids with a union jack on them. They've got kegs, over kegs to stop the, the cold and the wet. They've got union jacks printed on the sleeves. That has been given to them. But everything else, they have to supply themselves. The boats are from the Canyon Club here. They don't have to bring their own boat over. They all use the same boat to make it fair. It's a bit like Formula One. The boats are regulated. You can't have a boat that's thinner or smaller. Everybody paddles with the same equipment then there is is an even playing field to start off with. So they don't bring their boats over but they do have to pay for everything else themselves when they get here. Today they're going to be launching themselves from Krupa Navabaswat which I
0: think is 14 kilometers uh, up the river then they're gonna race down and we were discussing the
1: times they're they're going to be shifting at one hell of a rate. Yeah um, it is a long endurance test. It, it's, it's a down river race, so they're running against the clock. They will race through the rapids, where yesterday they were going backwards up the rapids in a slalom. Today they'll be going hell for leather straight down the river as fast as they can go. The Bosnian local club here run the river in just under a minute. From that at 57 seconds or 54 seconds I'm not quite sure but looking at the times posted already the British veteran team or they call them the masters team posted under a minute so we are looking at times I should imagine of 54 55 seconds uh, 55 minutes that's, that's that's scary I mean my, my,
0: my muscles are aching just thinking about it
1: yeah it's gonna be tough because a lot of the river is flat there's only narrow uh, sections of rapids which will speed you along at great speed but the rest of the river is flowing really flat so they will have to keep up a continuous paddle rate non-stop for the whole of the run which is 14 k's and they will be very very tired when they get here
0: you've been around the world you you were telling me about climbing in 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 the Himalayas, you've been in the Andes, in in Alaska and other places doing what you do, and you've been following your son and uh, even in a recreational basis with rafting. So you've seen a lot of different uh, locations, you've seen a lot of organizations. Um, Bosnia is a very small country, what, just under three and a half million people, poverty-stricken almost, totally dysfunctional, without pulling any
1: punches, the organization here. I think the organisation here has been better than I expected. Last year in Slovakia, watching the races there, there was a stadium, there was a man-made artificial circuit and everything was so easy because it was on hand. We've had to watch the rafting from a road that's high; it's a high pass going up through the canyon. But to have the ability to call the police in and shut that road off for two days, while spectators and paddlers can stand on that road and watch this sport, I think the power of rafting in Bosnia has shown something that they can shut a major road. The organisation here, I think, has been as good as it could possibly be with the circumstances. Their, Their stadia, or should we say the seating and stadiums that were in the in the valley, got washed out in the flood last year. So there was nowhere for spectators to stand bar on the road. And this was manned by the army and the police making sure people were safe. All the athletes have been given food here. The presentation for the medals, the opening ceremony, is all been as expected. I don't think they could do a lot more with the facilities they got. On a
0: personal level, the Balkans, do you see the, them getting out of their rut of being sort of like... In in, in in the backwards of, of, of Europe or or do you think they're, they're going to be stuck here for some time I mean you've you you have been here a few times yeah. before
1: um, wow <laughs> I've I've spent much of my life 16 visits to Nepal which is a third world country I've been in Peru three times which is a third world country there's aspects of Bosnia I look at that look third world but this is not a third world country in a, in India and Nepal and Peru. They call themselves developing nations. I would say Bosnia has gone past that stage. It is developed, but it's not developing fast enough. I think a lot more could be done here in the terms of uh, modernization of facilities, um, road repairs, repairs to buildings that you see That Maintenance doesn't seem to have pay a part in their daily routine. It's built and when it's worn out, it's left worn out. I I think Bosnia can get there but I think it needs an awful lot of change to get it there
0: And finally, you were saying Charlie's off to do uh, another race soon You actually have your own company Uh, You're most probably going to be with your son What is
1: next for you and for him? Charlie's 23 years old and when he was 12 and 14 I used to take him kayaking and when we used to leave our house my wife used to say to me make sure you look after that boy, won't you? because, you know, I want him back safely. Now Charlie's 23 and when we go on holiday, she says to him, look after Dad, won't you? Because uh, he's so much better at it than I am. Charlie's gonna be in China representing Great Britain in a two-man rafting competition, which is being paid for for the Chinese, which is the first competition ever paid for by another country, because they want to introduce rafting on their white waters in China. So he's a very lucky lad to get that. In November, end of November, beginning of December, he's in the World Championships, which is in Indonesia. We're going to support him in that, which costs us a lot of money as a family because we're going as a whole family. Charlie's got to pay for that himself. But in the meantime, after that, I've got a party climbing and flying um, paraponts in Slovenia in August. So my next trip is in August for a week, and then it's Indonesia to support the British team. Steve, thanks for giving us your time today. Pleasure.